Who should you draft? Who might you want to avoid? And who will ultimately make your fantasy football team better this season? All ahead on this week's special episode of Home Field Advantage. Welcome in to another episode of Home Field Advantage. I hope you're having a great week or weekend, wherever and however you may be listening to this podcast across our great country or our great land. My name is Will Highland. It is August 28th, 2022. And like I said, I hope you're all having a great start or finish to your week. We are now in the thick of it here. It is, dare I say, almost fall. And for that reason, we will be spending this episode doing a fantasy football preview, much like we did last year. Wasn't my plan for today. We're supposed to have Cam and Kyle on to do a full real-life NFL preview, but that's going to be stashed until next weekend because we still have one more weekend after this weekend before the regular season games begin. And so this is, I believe, an appropriate time to still do an NFL fantasy preview because not a lot of people have had their drafts yet. I haven't had my draft yet in our leagues, and people are getting prepared for it. Um, So that's what we're going to do today. It's going to be pretty fast, pretty short episode compared to what we normally uh, do, or at least that's the plan. And... uh, I don't know how many of you might remember the structure that we did last year, but we had 32 uh, rankings. So essentially we had, um, if you were in an eight-person league, uh, it would be four rounds. Um, I think that's the best way to do it, um, just because it could go on forever. You know, I've been on Twitter this week and I've seen everyone start to release their rankings and it's just 100 names and it's squished onto one uh, Excel sheet or whatever, and it's just hard to read. So get out a notebook if you're listening, if you're not driving or not at work, or even if you are at work, get out a notebook and uh, take some notes if you want. But this is going to be pretty fast. Um, We're going to go through the top 32 names. I'm also going to tell you who was ranked last year on my list, who is now out. Um, And I'm also going to tell you three sleepers, one of each uh, position uh, in uh, in skill position, not a quarterback. Uh, although you know, I could, I guess, I'll give you a sleeper quarterback. I might as well. Um, but that is that is where I'm going to go here. All right. So first, we'll start at number thirty-two. Number thirty-two is Leonard Fournette from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had him unranked last year. Uh, he'll head into, I believe, this will be his third or fourth season with the Buccaneers and, um, and I, you know, he's just going to carry the, he's going to continue to carry the workload of, uh, of his share on, on, on offense, getting the carries as much as they've liked Ronald Jones in recent years, it's still Fournette's, uh, team as the lead back. And so I still see him getting a lot of touches in this Tampa Bay offense, despite the amount of play callers they have around them. Uh, and at 31, I have uh, Michael Pittman from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, last year, I had him at 32, so he's not that much different um, in terms of his rank this year. I think uh, having quarterback in there like 
Matt Ryan, as opposed to Carson Wentz, will help Pittman. Um, he's still going to get all the targets uh, and be the lead uh, pass catcher there in Indy. And so for that reason, he's somebody who, you know, you'd want to pick later in that fourth round, um, depending on what other receivers are available. Uh, at 30, I also have Debo Samuel. So a lot of people might be like, whoa, why is he so low? He had such a great year last year. Um, I'm worried about injuries with him. Uh, just he he's battled a couple here and there. Um, the Niners have also just been a uh, injury prone team for the last few years. And so I just sort of am a little spooked from Debo in that regard. But still somebody who, if you're in a PPR league or if you're in a league um, where uh, receivers matter a lot and receiving uh, yards matter a lot um, and just all scrimmage yards matter, then then he's he's a great guy to pick up. Uh, and I had him unranked last year. Uh, and at 29, I have Kyler Murray from the Cardinals. Now, a lot of people might be like, whoa, that's really high for a quarterback. Um, and it is. But uh, I, I'm, I'm still uh, bullish on Murray because of his uh, ability, you know, to extend plays with his legs and get yards that way. And also um, to put up, uh, to put up points with rushing touchdowns. Um, I'm a little worried again, much like with Samuel about his ability to stay healthy and stay on the field. Um, and I'm a little bit concerned about his motivation after signing that big contract, but we'll see. Um, at 28, I have AJ Brown. Um, I still had the Titans listed down here. I forget what team he's on now, but I know it's not the Titans. Um, last year I had him at 19. Now he's way down at 28. Um, so with AJ Brown, you know, here's a guy that in 2020 was one of the breakout receivers, right? He was somebody who not a lot of people had on their fantasy radar. You would be able to um, pick him up in the in the waiver wire throughout the year, and he was a great addition to anybody's roster in 2020. I say that because I added him in the midseason um, and ended up winning uh, the fantasy title that year just because of how... How prolific he was down the stretch. Um, oh, he plays for the Eagles. So yeah, in that Philly offense, he's going to be the featured piece. Um, he's going to be somebody that Jalen Hurts looks to, right? Um, he's going to be somebody uh, that they uh, certainly rely on uh, to stretch the field uh, and on third down and in passing situations all the time. Um, so he's going to get a lot more targets this year um, with Philly than perhaps he did last year in Tennessee or even the year before. Uh, 27, I've got Mark Andrews, tight end from the Ravens. Uh, I think he and George Kittle are neck and neck for the best tight end. Um, it, it, you know, and you could definitely throw Darren Waller in there. Those three are pretty close. Um, I'll get to those two in a second. But with Andrews, this is a guy, red zone threat. We know that Kyler's not exactly the best. Sorry, not Kyler. Lamar isn't exactly the best uh, passer. Uh, in the red zone, he's struggled. I think about those um, those games last year where Baltimore lost um, because they would go for it at the end of the game down there. Um, but but despite that, this is still somebody who in the red zone you have to you have to think about. Um, he's going to get a lot of t he's going to get a lot of touchdowns that way. Um, so I'm pretty pretty bullish again this year, much like a lot of people are on Mark Andrews. 
Uh, at 26, I had Jalen Waddell of the uh, of the Miami Dolphins. Much like Andrews and Samuel and Fournette, I did not have Waddle ranked last year as a rookie, um, but I had I ended up drafting him on my team last year, and he was super productive. Uh, I honestly think if not for Jamar Chase's historic season, uh, Waddle should have won the Rookie of the Year. Uh, that's just how dominant he was. Um, and now, the only thing that could take away from Waddle in fantasy uh, terms is that you now have Tyree Kill on that team. Uh, you still have Gusecki, and, uh, the, the, you know, the in, there's always going to be the question of of Tua at quarterback. Um, but but with with Waddle, you definitely get a guy who you can bank on for receptions, especially if you're in a PPR league. He's sort of the security blanket of that offense. Uh, same thing with Darren Waller. Last year, I had him at 27. He's a tight end from the Raiders. I have him at 25 this year. He's bumped up a couple spots. He's going to be the security blanket of that offense. Um, they will have added Devontae Adams, right? Um, and Derek Carr will still look to Waller, though, as that red zone, again, touchdown threat. When you're looking at these tight ends and these receivers, it's about are they going to get the t uh, touchdown numbers? Are they going to get the TDs that you need to um, you know, make up for potentially some someone else in your lineup that struggles or gets injured in the first half or is a late scratch? Uh and then at 24, I have another unranked guy, uh, Josh Allen um, from the Bills. I think he's my highest-rated quarterback. Uh, I think I think you're due for another great Josh Allen performance this year. Um, the question with him uh, will certainly be uh, completion percentage, which has improved every year since. Um, and with completions, obviously, comes yards. And with yards comes fantasy points. So certainly somebody that you can rely on. He was my fantasy quarterback last year. And uh, I think he also will give you the flexibility of rushing yards and potentially even rushing TDs. Um, just hope that he doesn't take a big hit uh, outside the pocket uh, and hurt you in that regard. Although I'm a Patriots fan, so we'll see. We'll see how dangerous he really is this year. Uh, at 23, I have... T. Higgins um, of the Bengals, another receiver, another guy who was unranked in my list last year. One thing that I like about T. Higgins is he's progressed every year. Obviously, 2020, 2021, his first two seasons, he was uh, supremely reliable uh, as a flex option. I see him as more of, of a of a uh, wide receiver two this year. Only thing that sort of would give me pause about T Higgins drafting him is obviously that you still have multiple other pass catchers on that team that Joe Burrow will look to. Uh, obviously uh, Jamar Chase being one of them and then Tyler Boyd uh, as well. Um, and then, you know, at 22, I'm look. it's the same story. You've got Mike Evans, who's been a year in year out fantasy stalwart for everyone's team. Uh, I, I would worry a little bit, though, about Evans potentially losing a step as he uh, gets older. And again, the lion's share of targets um, all over that offense. We know Brady's a guy where his favorite receiver is the open one. Uh, and so there are games where Mike Evans is going to get you 30 points. And then there's games where he's going to get you four or five. 
Um, it's just going to be the nature of uh, drafting Mike Evans. Uh, 21, I got George Kittle. I think George Kittle, despite some injury problems in recent years, still the best tight end in the NFL. Um, oh, you know, I'm, I'm missing a guy uh, who, who we'll talk about in a second. I can't believe I missed him on my list. So, no, he's not the best tight end on my list. Uh, but I think George Kittle might be the best all-around tight end in the NFL. Let me put it that way. Um, in terms of what he does on the field, uh, with blocking and then also with a pass catching. Of course, for fantasy, the only thing people care about is pass catching. And so with Kittle, um, you get a guy who Trey Lance will look to as a big target um, and sort of a uh, security blanket, again, much like Waller and uh, Andrews, um, someone that he can rely on there. Uh, so I certainly recommend taking Kittle. He has slid a little bit, so I had him ranked 14th. Uh, last year, he's only ranked uh, 21 uh, this year. Um, Mike Evans also dropped from 18 to 22. So at 20, I have Saquon Barkley. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, that's really low for Saquon. Look look at his ceiling. Um, I don't. I just don't really trust Saquon Barkley to stay healthy. Um, I also feel like he's been underwhelming um, in terms of the hype around him in fantasy versus what he actually provides somebody uh, whether that be because of injuries or poor performance or just playing on the Giants. Uh, last year I had him at 12. He's now at 20. Um, still a guy that you could have as a, uh, an RB2 or a weekly flex option. Uh, but the days, in my opinion, of Saquon as your RB1 that you take in the first round, um, you know, with a top eight pick or whatever, are over. Uh, at 19, I had Tyreek Hill from the Dolphins. He's moved over from the Chiefs. Um, I still think Tyreek Hill is going to be that guy that gets you a ton of yards and a ton of uh, catches and touchdowns simply because he just has the ability to stretch the field and get open on almost any play. One thing that scares me about Tyreek Kill this year and the reason why I have him dropping from 6 all the way down to 19 is he's just not playing with Pat Mahomes anymore. Um, you know, he's going to play with Tua. And Tua is a nice dude, a good, decent quarterback. Um, but let's not kid ourselves. He's nowhere close to what Patrick Mahomes uh, can be on a football field. And so, I mean, Tyreek Hill is going to get open 60 yards down the field. The question is, can Tua Tagovailoa actually get him the football? Uh, so th that that's going to be the question. All right, so I would say fantasy buyers beware with Tyreek Hill this year. Definitely do not take him in the first two rounds if you're in an eight-person league. Um, just because, as we're going to get to, there's other wide receivers who are in way better situations uh, offensively than him and way better running backs um, who are really the meat and potatoes here. At 18, speaking of running backs, I have another unranked guy jumping into the list. This is Javante Williams of the Broncos. I think you're going to get a little bit more out of um, Javante Williams than you did last year when he was a rookie because I think he's going to take over um, this lead back era. Last year, he was sort of behind Melvin Gordon. It's sort of now his team and his role and so for that reason, I really like Javante Williams. And I know a lot, a lot of other fantasy experts have him pretty high as well. Don't know a ton about him. Um, I know Russell Wilson um, will utilize running 
running the running game. Uh, we've seen that his whole career, dating all the way back to Marshawn Lynch in Seattle. Um, so Russell Wilson, despite his abilities as a passer, is not afraid um, to use um, to use uh, a running back um, often in the offense. Uh, at 17, I got Aaron Jones from the Packers, another running back. Last year, had him at 22. He's risen a little bit this year. Um, I think he's a guy that will, again, benefit from a veteran quarterback that's not afraid to hand off um, the ball, and that's what that's what Aaron Rodgers does, right? He takes what the defense gives him um, in many ways, and so you're still going to get a lot of touches with Aaron Jones. Um and let's be real, without Devontae Adams in a real bona fide receiver in that uh, in that depth chart, um, a guy like Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones is going to be a huge part of the Packers offense, right? There's all kinds of rumors about um, about who will be the wide receiver one of Green Bay, who is going to get the lion's share of the targets. Right, they've got Sammy Watkins and Lazard and some other guys and Randall Cobb's coming back, um, but Aaron Jones is really going to be the the um, the feature of that offense, in my opinion, at this point, um, and we'll see what Aaron Rodgers is able to do with that. All right, at sixteen, I got Ceedee Lamb. Uh, I I really like Ceedee Lamb. I think he's the whole package as a receiver. Um, Problem is, I believe Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper might be hurt to start the year. I'm not, you know, a huge Dallas Cowboy depth chart expert. Um, but because of that, it's sort of a fantasy catch-22. So Lamb's going to get a lot of targets, and he's still a really talented receiver. So you definitely want to um, invest in him if you are into, uh, you know, the, the volume of targets. Um, but he will be guarded by every team's best corner early on because of those other injuries. So I guess just buyers beware with Lamb. I would have him higher if not for that reason. Um, but he did, despite that, jump 10 spots from uh, 26 last year. All right, at 15, I got Joe Mixon from the Bengals. All right, Joe Mixon, um, last year it was ranked 31st. He's all the way up to 15th. I think he's increasingly got better over the course of his career for the last four, four or five seasons. Um, and so for that reason, I think he's has emerged into that upper tier of running backs. Um, my one sort of caution on Joe Mixon would be that he is going to be in a very pass-heavy offense. And so he might not necessarily get the yards or the carries in a game, but I could see him getting a lot of red zone touchdowns. So still somebody who, you know, I'd suggest taking in the second round or third round, depending on what other running backs are available. All right, at uh, 14, I got uh, Najee Harris of the Steelers. Last year I had him at... 24. He's all the way up to 14. I think he'll take a big jump up in year two. Um, and, you know, that quarterback situation out in Pittsburgh is not necessarily uh, awesome right now between uh, Mason Rudolph and uh, Kyle Pickett and uh, Mitch Trubisky. I have no idea who's going to be um, the quarterback out there. 
Uh, at 13, I've got Alvin Kamara. Look, a lot of people are lower on Alvin Kamara this year. They think this is the year where he and other guys like Henry potentially and Cook are going to start to decline. Um, I, I, I will buy some of that, um, but this is still a guy that, with Jameis Winston at the helm, uh, will still get a lot of targets, both as a pass catcher and a lot of carries as a ball carrier. And so with that comes yards and touchdowns. He did run into some injury problems, I believe, last year. Um, so definitely wouldn't take him if you have like a top five pick, um, like as you would have in recent years. But if you're in a deeper league that's got eight or ten players um, in it or even more, like 12 or 15, um, I still think he's a good first-round pick, honestly, at this point, um, just, just because of the, the track record there. Um, at 12, I've got Dalvin Cook. You know, that's a guy who last year had him all the way at three. Kamara had all the way up at five. Both of those guys have dropped in. And the reason being is I just don't trust Dalvin Cook, right? He's a guy who randomly will just not dress for a game. And you'll, you'll, you know, you'll be setting your lineup on a Sunday morning and then, you know, there'll be like a question, he'll be questionable and then it feels like he will be out. And so it's just not reliable to me, despite the talent, despite the track record of success when he does put up points. Um, just not not a huge Dalvin Cook fan in terms of fantasy. Um, I am a little more uh, into DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, though, this year from the Lions. Now, despite playing for the Lions, I had him unranked last year, and he's now all the way up to 11. Um, I didn't measure who had the highest jump, um, but I think... Um, in terms of running backs, he might have had the highest jump going from unranked all the way to 11 on my list. Um, and, and I just like what he can do just as a, as a downhill back and as a guy who just in the red zone is going to get the ball. Jared Goff, not the most talented quarterback in the world, um, but somebody who I believe is still a smart quarterback and will take what the defense gives him and make a defense stop a guy like DeAndre Swift. So, again, I like him at 11. At 10, I like Stephon Diggs. I think Diggs is um, still one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, he's going to play with Josh Allen. I had him at 10 last year. I have him at 10 again. Um, he's a guy that's just can, can do everything, um, play anywhere on the field as a receiver, uh, you know, inside, outside. Um, he's a home run hitter. He's a guy who will catch it over the middle. Um, he does everything that Josh Allen needs him to do. Um, and I think if, when you look back at Josh Allen's career as a quarterback um, going forward, it's, there's going to be a clear mark of, of change um, when he got uh, Stephon Diggs into the roster. Uh, at nine, I've got Devontae Adams. Um, I think I had him at nine last year, nine again this year. Um, he's a guy that's just going to benefit a little bit from a change of scenery, I think. I think there's a ton of pressure playing in Green Bay. Um, there is still a lot of pressure in Las Vegas this year, but uh, Devontae Adams, still very talented. He's going to be teaming up with, uh, I believe, his college teammate in Derek Carr. And, um, you know, he's going he's gonna to join a pretty crowded offense that already includes Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. Um, but I think Josh McDaniels, you know, old friend Josh McDaniels is going to be able to really draw up um, some plays to get Devontae Adams uh, into favorable matchups. Um, and so for that, he's going to yield you as a fantasy owner a lot of catches, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards, um, 
as long as he's healthy. So at eight, I got Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, I had him at two last year. He's all the way down to eight. I think he. This is going to be sort of one of those years where Derrick Henry is still a RB one, uh, but not necessarily a slam dunk. Oh my God, I'm getting this guy with the first overall pick, sort of thing. Um, I certainly would look at Derrick Henry differently um, in the next few years as he gets older. Um, and certainly, if you have a top ten pick and you know, some of these other running backs I'm about to get to aren't available, um, definitely take a guy like uh, Derrick Henry or uh, Swift um, or even Cook or Kamara. I mean, at this point, he's still going to give you a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns. Um, he might not drop the back-to-back 35-point game like he may have in 2019 or in 2020, um, but this is still this is still a top-tier fantasy player. And uh, at seven, I have Travis Kelsey. Uh, so he's bumped up one spot from last year. I know I was talking about tight ends earlier. I think Travis Kelsey is the best receiving tight end in football. Um, I think Travis Kelsey doesn't do the kind of offensive things that the others do in terms of setting up the run game or whatever. But as I said, we don't care about that in fantasy. In fantasy, we care about offensive production. He's going to still get a ton of red zone touchdowns with Pat Mahomes as his quarterback. And he's going to still get a ton of uh, targets um, being that big guy in the middle. And being that, let's let's face it, uh, Tyreek Hill isn't there anymore. So the Chiefs are going to run a different offense than they ran uh, in the past several years as they've been dominant. And uh, he's the guy that's going to remain a part of that as long as he's there. At six, I've got Jamar Chase. Um, so he jumped all the way up from unranked last year as a rookie to number six overall, uh, from the Bengals. He had an amazing rookie of the year campaign this year. I expect a lot of him again, um, in 2022. Um, he, he's just does everything on a football field and Joe Burrow trusts him. So for, for, again, as I've said all along with all these players, it's about targets, it's about opportunities, and he's going to get a ton of them. Uh, at five, I've got Austin Eckler. Uh, last year, he was at 2080s all the way up to uh, five. I think, again, playing with um, playing with a talented young uh, coach and a talented young quarterback will benefit him. He's going to get a ton of carries. He's going to get his. He's going to get you some touchdowns, and he's still going to be a receiving threat out of the backfield as well. So if you're in a PPR league. Here's a guy who I would um, definitely target if you have a top five pick and you're looking and you're in a PPR league. Certainly Austin Eckler um, in, what is it, year four or five, year three? I don't know how long he's been in the league. This is when he might take the sort of jumps that we saw Derrick Henry take from 18 to 19 or from or uh, or Dalvin Cook uh, make a few years ago. Or the years where Ezekiel Elliott made a big jump. Uh, he, he has that potential this year to be that kind of impact fantasy player. Um, at four, I've got Justin Jefferson. Um, I think he and the receiver who will name at three are just neck and neck for this top receiver role. Um, Jefferson is the guy in Minnesota. He's the guy that Kirk Cousins is going to look to. And they've got a new coach up there um, in Kevin O'Connell, I believe. Uh and last year I had him at 15. He's all the way up at four now. I think, um, you know, playing up there, playing in a dome, good weather, uh, you know, he's going to get a ton of touchdowns again and, and some 
he, he's going to get yards that are just, you know, you're going to look down and he's going to have like 200 yards receiving or something crazy like that in one of these games this year, I swear. Um, and he's also the kind of guy where in the first quarter he'll have like 80 already. Uh, that, he, that's just the kind of player he is. And honestly, Cooper Cup at three from the Rams, he's the same way. Uh, you know, you're gonna. he was unranked last year, all the way up to third this year. I think that's the biggest jump. And, uh, you know, it's it's the same story with him. Matt Stafford believes in him. Uh, he plays with a talented coach, right? And um, who knows what the Odell Beckham situation is going to be this year. And so for that... A guy like Cooper Cup is going to be the he's going to be the ticking um, you know heart of that offense. At, at two, I've got Christian McCaffrey. Right, he's been number one on a lot of people's list for a few years. He had a really uh, bad injury scare. What was it two years ago? Um, I don't think the years of him being a top three or four fantasy player are going to uh, last. Maybe beyond this year or next year. Um, in, in the quarterback situation in Carolina with Baker Mayfield and PJ Walker and Sam Darnold and all these other guys are sort of giving me a little bit of pause on a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Like, is he going to get overworked and get hurt or is he going to get the amount of receiving touches that he's used to be getting? Um, I don't know the answer to that. Um, but I don't want to rain on the parade too much. This is still a guy that if you have a top two or three pick, um, and he's available, because I don't think he'll last much beyond that, you grab him. Um, and then at number one, I've got Jonathan Taylor. He deserves the respect that I'm giving him. Last year, I had him at 23. He's all the way up at number one. Um, he is going to be the heart and soul of that offense uh, in terms of what Matt Ryan is able to do setting up the passing game with the running game. Uh, Matt Ryan has always done well as a quarterback when he has had a reliable Running back, if you think back to the years of whether that be Tevin Coleman or Devonta Freeman way back in the day, um, he he's a guy that loves having a good running back in his offense um, and will utilize him. And so that's what you're going to get again with Jonathan Taylor. And if he had a great year like that last year, um, I can only assume that he's going to be the kind of player like Henry, like Kamara have been in years past where you you grab that guy, number one or number two overall, um, without thinking twice about it. The only smidge of caution that I'd throw on Jonathan Taylor um, is the question about uh, if he's going to get the amount of carries at, com- with Ryan compared to with Wentz. Now, Wentz wasn't as confident of a quarterback, obviously, as Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan might pass a little more. But as I said, Matt Ryan's a quarterback that likes, throughout his career, has done the has had the most success when he's had a um, reliable running back. Um, and so for that reason, I still think Jonathan Taylor is going to be the lead um, of that offense and what it's built around and again consistency 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 out of your running back position and you're going to get that with him all right so those are my rankings we're closing in on a half an hour here that was a lot of that was a lot there um but i think that the best way to do it now is i'll tell you my four sleepers and then i'll just go through who didn't make it um off of 
uh, my list last year. So my sleepers for, as a tight end, I've got Dawson Knox from the Bills, right? A lot of people have him ranked in the 40s, 50s, 60s overall. Um, and, and I guess that's fine out of a tight end, but uh, you might even you might even end up getting Dawson Knox uh, higher uh, if you take out um, if you take out flexes and quarterbacks out of those rankings. So a lot of people, you know, they, they'll rank based on how quickly they can fill up a roster or whatnot. But if you just look at it, just top players, a lot of people have him, you know, between 90 and 110. If you could get a tight end like that between 90 and 110 of his caliber, obviously Godard and Hawkinson and Kittle and Schultz and Gusecki and Andrews and Pitts and Kelsey and all those other tight ends are going to get drafted ahead of him. But I think Dawson Knox might have, because he's playing in Buffalo, um, he might have a breakout season this year. He's been good, what is it, three years or so in a row now? Um and I think it was 2019 he was drafted. I wanted the Patriots to get him so bad uh, as a replacement for Gronk. And they didn't. He ended up in Buffalo. Uh, but every year he's gotten better. So I think he's a huge sleeper. If you get him in that range, he could easily become a tight end. Uh, you know, a tight end whose offensive production gets close to that of a guy like Pitts or Andrews, honestly, um, as we're heading toward the end of the year. And you're going to get value, too. Like, a lot of guys, they're either going to take their tight end early and they're going to get, like, Kelsey or Andrews, and then or they're going to forget about their tight end and they're going to get stuck drafting, you know, the, you know, Pat Fryermuths of the world. You know, like, that's a little bit of a reach to me. Um, so go for go for Dawson Knox in those middle rounds if he's available because he could be a huge um, upgrade. Um, you know, I know I've said that in the past about, like, Noah Fant and whatnot, but... I think it's true for Dawson Knox this year. Another sleeper, Devontae Parker. Um, he sort of got phased out of that Dolphins offense, right? They bring in, they've got Waddle now, they've got Tyree Kill. Um, and so now he heads up to New England. He's going to play with Mac Jones. Um, I see him being Mac Jones' security blanket. Uh, and so a lot of fantasy guys have him in the you know 120s, 130s, 140s. Uh, I think... That's a great place to get him, and he could easily become a WR2 by the end of the year, um, in my opinion, just because of the amount of targets he's going to get. And, you know, don't don't forget a few years ago, he was on his way to becoming that um, before he sort of got phased out down there in Miami with all the mess going on. Another guy who a lot of people are sort of forgetting about is Cordero Patterson, and I have him as another sleeper. Now, the reason I like Cordero Patterson is – uh, a lot of people have him around 100. Um, people don't know whether he's to call him a running back or a receiver. I don't know where he's going to be eligible, but either way, you can play him as a flex. And he's going to be playing in Atlanta. Atlanta isn't going to be very good, but they're still going to want to win games, um, right? Like, they're still professional athletes. Uh, and so for that, you know, he's going to get some red zone targets, whether that be on the ground or in the air. He's going to get some kick return yards, um, so some scrimmage touchdowns, perhaps. Um, and and he's just, he's sort of that jack-of-all-trades if you need a flex. Um, and if a lot of people have him ranked in after 100 and you can get him there, and he can end up being um, maybe not the production that you saw last year where he ended up being my number two RB um, 
he's still a guy that you know you can you can bank on a little bit towards the end of the year. Uh, and last but not least, as a sleeper, as my quarterback sleeper, I got Derek Carr. Um, you're looking around at that offense. You've got Devontae Adams now. You've got Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator slash head coach. And this is going to be the year of any year that the Raiders take that big leap, right? Like last year, they were a playoff team. Uh, you've seen Derek Carr sort of have touchdown numbers in the 20s. Does the introduction of a guy like Adams into that offense bring his touchdown numbers into the 30s, right? Does he become a QB1 week in and week out rather than a guy that you bring off your bench when, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady is on a bye? Uh, and so I would draft. I would draft Derek Carr. I would draft Derek Carr. Um, I think a lot of people have him probably not even in the top 10 quarterback list, maybe right around 10th in terms of fantasy points. Like a lot of people are obviously, you know, on Jackson and Allen and Hurts and Murray, uh, Herbert, Mahomes. A lot of people are high on Wilson still, Burrow, Brady. But, um, you know, Derek Carr, you know, if you're drafting, I'm saying an eight-person league and you're, and you're, uh, you know, in the in the fifteenth, sixteenth round, and Derek Carr is available, um, and you've loaded up on the other skill positions, grab him for sure because it'll be worth it. All right, now left out from last year, just gonna go through real quick. Nick Chubb had him at fourth. He's dropped a ton. The so, and so have the Cleveland Browns. Not a big fan of Nick Chubb ever. Um, I found him sort of underutilized and injury prone in, in Cleveland. Um, I still think, you know, if you want to get him as a flex option, look, my rankings only went to 32, right? Um, so if you want to get him as in the 40s, 50s, uh, you'll be great. But the years of Nick Chubb being taken in the first two rounds are, are, are over. Um, DeAndre Hopkins last year had him at seven. He's not, he's unranked because uh, of his suspension. But if you want to grab him late, late, and he's available, and people are spooked from his suspension, certainly get him. Uh, 11, I had DK Metcalf. He's dropped. I mean, without Russell Wilson there in Seattle, uh, DK Metcalf is less scary. You know, Drew Locke and Geno Smith do nothing for me in terms of wow factor. Um, and, and Metcalf uh, is going to quickly be forgotten, I feel like, in terms of... Uh, being drafted as a top receiver in fantasy. Same thing was Ezekiel Elliott. He was at 13th last year. He's unranked. The years of Zeke being a top 10 fantasy player are well over, and they have been for a couple of years. Um, I sort of, I guess, reached last year with having him at 13. Uh, and and I think, and I think the the running back there they have, um, I think Bernard Pollard. No, what's his name? I forget his name. Bernard Pollard. No, he's a football player, but he's not. I think he, he was a defensive back who was responsible for a lot of injuries. I, I can't remember. I think it was Pollard is a running back in Chicago, uh, in Dallas. And I think he's going to be the guy um, who, by the end of the year, Zeke, uh, Dak, excuse me, is going to look to more than Zeke. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, never, I sort of reached with him last year. I don't believe in him. As a top fantasy option, Mahomes is a pass-first quarterback. 
Um, speaking of Mahomes, I had him at 17. He's unranked this year. I just think there's a lot more skill players who aren't quarterbacks that you should take before you take Mahomes. And I think the subtraction of Tyreek Hill um, might take a couple weeks for even a guy as talented as Pat Mahomes to figure out. Calvin Ridley, look, I had him at 20 last year. He's now uh, suspended for the year because of drugs. Um, so clearly not in my uh, in my rankings. Uh I believe Antonio Gibson is his name from the Commanders. I have him at 21. He's dropped. I think that offense is going to struggle. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Baltimore. Oh, I will say, though, the receiver they have in Washington, I forget his name. He was unranked in both of my lists, but he would have made my list. Terry McLaurin is his name. I would have had him probably at 33. Um but I just, again, I have no idea what to expect out of that offense um, with Wentz there. Uh, and then at, um, at 29 last year, I had J.K. Dobbins. He ended up getting hurt. Um, he's fallen out of my list. That being said, if you still want to grab him at you know the 40-50 range, um, certainly would still be good value there as an RB2 or a flex. At, probably an RB2 would be his ceiling. Um, and then a flex would be probably where I'd put J.K. Dobbins. Uh, and then at 30, last year I had Lamar Jackson. Again, much like Mahomes, I just think there's more skilled po positional players in the league that are just better uh, this year before you would take a quarterback. I think there's never been more good quarterbacks in the NFL than there is this year. And so for that reason, that's why like Murray and Allen were the only guys that made my list. You know, and you could argue that Lamar deserves it over Murray. Uh, I know we had that we had that debate a little bit a couple weeks ago with Diesel. Um, and, you know, from, just from a fantasy perspective, though, Lamar won't put up the passing numbers that even those other mobile quarterbacks like, uh, you know, Kyler Murray and uh, Josh Allen uh, do. So that concludes my list here. I hope you guys listen. I hope my friends that listen don't use this list against me and pick all my favorite players. Um, but I think it was pretty fun. Um, definitely good luck on your drafts, um, whether it be on Yahoo, ESPN, NFL.com, wherever. Um, it's going to be a fun year for fantasy football ahead. Um, and, you know, it will be here before we know it. So... Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back next week. Um, pod will be released Friday at noon, hopefully, to lead you into the weekend. I know that this past weekend we had some college football. We will next weekend as well. Um, but next weekend is the last weekend before the NFL begins, and so it will be a great start to the NFL season and so the guys and I will be excited to bring that to you so definitely stay tuned but until next time I hope you have a great rest of your week or weekend please follow us on Instagram or Twitter at homefieldpod in the meantime to check out some more content there but as I said we'll be back next week with another edition of Homefield Advantage If you liked this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite provider, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to also check out Filling Up with Kyle Diesel, our brand new program developed under the Sportland USA Podcast Network. 
Home Field Advantage, The Morning Advantage, Dear Go Daily News, and Filling Up are presented by Sportland USA, and the opinions shared of them do not reflect those of any other company, outlet, person, or entity.